Dear listener, it's a great joy that you choose to join me. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Please keep tuned to this station until the end. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. This is your favorite new life program with interesting segments just for you. Potter will be having the Family Life segment by Lydia Aching. Today, she'll be talking about why can't we hear correctly. Thereafter, we'll be having the Bible segment by Pastor Stanton Witherspoon. He'll be talking about God will listen. Before that, here's a song wonderful by Parkland Youth Choir. Wonderful, wonderful that He is mine. God is so wonderful. I can tell. 
hope that you've been blessed just like I was with that lovely song. Thank you for staying tuned. Let us now prepare to listen to Lydia Acheng as she talks about why we can't hear correctly. Be blessed. Hello, dear listener. Welcome to today's Family Life program. I'm your presenter, Lydia Aching. Today we'll talk about why can't we hear correctly. The saying goes, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. He wants us to be better prepared to listen than to speak. That sure goes a long way with the Bible verse that says, Take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. That's in James chapter 1 verse 19. For some reason, listening seems to be a skill that too many of us will underuse. We need to get rid of what authors Dallas and Nancy Demit call the how can I get you to shut up and listen to me mindset and replace it with a what can I do to create a safe place where understanding can take root and grow. The Bible says, The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge. The ears of the wise seek it out. That's in Proverbs chapter 18 verse 15. Are you being wise and seeking out knowledge about your spouse? Not just regurgitating what they say and then voicing what you decided to say anyway. Are you truly listening not only to the words but to their heart and to the meaning behind their words? That's difficult to do because it takes self-discipline and discernment and selflessness. Please take note of what author H. Norman Wright writes on the topic of listening from the book How to Change Your Spouse Without Ruining Your Marriage because we could learn something. This is what Dr. Wright says on this subject. When both husband and wife recognize the importance of listening objectively and giving each other full attention, they're taking big steps towards building strong lines of communication. It's important to identify some of the attitudes that prevent a husband or wife from listening. Listening to these statements may be uncomfortable, but that may indicate a problem attitude. I'm right and you're wrong. When this is the attitude, you become preoccupied with proving this to your partner and you embark on a crusade to convince him or her, which usually backfires. You don't hear your partner. You're at fault. When blame is the name of the game, you see yourself as innocent and your spouse as guilty. You're convinced he or she should be blamed. You don't listen to your partner. I'm the victim. If you have a need to feel you've been victimized and your partner is insensitive as well as selfish, you won't hear the explanations or the apologies. Your partner can express it a dozen different ways, but you won't really listen. Self-blindness. There's no way that you see yourself contributing to a problem. You complain about your partner and fail to see how you both cooperate and participate in the issue. The barriers are up against hearing your spouse's perspective. Domination phobia You're afraid if you listen to your partner, you'll be controlled, having to do it in his or her way. You hit the listen-off switch when your spouse makes suggestions to you. Defensiveness. You live with the fear of being criticized. 
You don't listen to evaluate what is said but reject all statements. Sometimes you expect to be criticized, so you hear it when it's not even there. Mistrust. You don't trust your partner. You believe your husband or wife is lying before he or she says anything. You feel that if you show any indication that you're listening, your partner will take advantage of you. Self-centeredness. This can also be called selfishness or narcissism. There is no understanding directed toward the other person's needs or concerns. Your partner is hardly even thought of except to deny his or her right to feel, behave, or say anything to contradict you. These attitudes keep growth and change from taking place. Is there a difference between listening and hearing? Yes, there is. Hearing is gaining content or information for your own purposes. Listening is caring for and being empathetic toward the person who is talking. Hearing means that you're concerned about what's going on inside yourself during the conversation. Listening means you're trying to understand the feelings of your spouse and are listening for the sake of the other person. Let me give you a threefold definition of listening. Listening means that when your spouse is talking to you, one, you're not thinking about what you're going to say when he or she stops talking. You aren't busy formulating your response. You're concentrating on what is being said and are putting it into practice. He who answers before listening, that is his folly and his shame. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 13. It also means you're looking at the person and listening with your eyes as well as with your ears. 2. You're accepting what is being said without judging what he or she is saying or how it's being said. You may fail to hear the message if you're thinking that you don't like your spouse's tone of voice or words. You may react to the tone and content and miss the meaning. Perhaps your spouse hasn't said it in the best way. But why not listen and come back later when both of you are calm and discuss the proper wording and tone of voice? Acceptance doesn't mean you have to agree with the content of what is said. Rather, it means that you understand that what your spouse is saying is something he or she feels is important. 3. You should be able to repeat what your spouse has said and what you think he or she was feeling while speaking to you. Real listening implies an obvious interest in your spouse's feelings and opinions and an attempt to understand them from your perspective. It means you let your partner know, I hear and understand what you're saying and I want to respond. When you listen to another person, you can actually disarm him or her. When you listen to another person, you can actually dis disarm him or her, especially when you're being criticized. Arguing with a critic rarely works, but agreeing builds up a closer relationship. When you listen, you don't defend yourself, but neither do you have to agree with all that is said. If you can find some small element of truth to agree with, your spouse will be less on the offensive and more open to listening to you and considering your request. As a result, your desire for him or her to change may receive consideration. Keep in mind what the Bible says. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding but delights in airing his own opinions. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. We pray this message ministers to your marriage.
This message is provided by Marriage Missions International. Until next time, God bless you. the Reverend Jehovah Family Life segment. This is the New Life Program coming to you from Adventist All Radio, the voice of hope. Do not forget to send us your thoughts about this program to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00 Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is org. Let us now hear from Parkland Youth Choir with the song, Pass It On.
once again for staying tuned to our station. It is now time for the Bible segment. Pastor Stanton, welcome and bless us with the word. Hello and a very warm welcome. We're here again at the feet of Jesus, my dear friends. Today, we're going to look at a very interesting topic and a very interesting message, practical for our lives. In this caption, God will listen. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for such an opportunity that we can be at your feet to listen to words that will revive our souls and make us better persons for you. We pray, Lord, that may you teach us and guide our footsteps as you speak to our hearts. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text on the discussion is from Psalms chapter 107, verse 28 to 30. And it reads, Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when they grew calm, and he guided them to their desired heaven. Psalms 107, verse 28 to 30. My dear friend, many a times you've been sitting there and wondering whether your prayers have been answered or whether God is listening to your prayers. Most often, we see it as a monologue where we just speak to God and expect Him to answer. However, brother or sister, God answers our prayers in diverse ways. God uses even humans to be able to be an instrument to our prayers that have been offered to him. God either answers yes, he answers no, or he says wait. So most time when we feel that God is not answering our prayers based on our needed or things that we ask him for based on the situation, we tend to believe that God may not be listening to us. Or probably some conservative Christians may think that um, Maybe because I've sinned or maybe because I've done something wrong. That is why God is not answering my prayers. We tend to put all kinds of human understanding when we pray and our prayers are not being answered instantly. But today, I've stopped by to let you know that God listens to every prayer that we offer to him. Our God responds to the prayer of the destitute. He does not despair their pleads. That's Psalms 102 verse 17. He says that he has good plans for us in Jeremiah, a plan to prosper us and not to see our downfall. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, my brother or my sister listening to me this morning or this hour, whenever we pray, when life gives us something more terrible to to understand, when life gives you more than you can even stand or understand, I say to you today, kneel, talk to God. He is listening. He's ever ready to listen to our pleads. He's ever ready to listen to our cries. He's ever ready to listen to our prayers. Stop that by. Take a moment today, wherever you are, in a car, on your bed, wherever you are at this moment, listening to this message, take a moment to pray. Talk to God, for he's always there, ready to hear us. As Psalms 107 verse 28 to 30 says, Then they cry, then we cry unto the Lord in our troubles, in our destitutes, in our problems. And he brought us our distress. He brought us our answer. He stilled the storm 
as a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired heaven. May the Lord help us. May the Lord guide us to our desired heaven as we pull out our hearts to him at this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. We are grateful for the time you've accorded us today. That has been right here at Adventist Hall Radio, the voice of hope. Don't forget to send us your views and comments to the producer, Adventist Hall Radio, P.O. Box 4276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awr.nairobi at I have been a presenter, Samuel Mangi. Till then, stay safe, stay blessed.
Oh